This is the Game Changers Experience. Deep dive conversations with leading business disruptors, Olympic athletes, celebrities, entrepreneurs, and influencers from around the world. This show will teach you insights about the winning principles in mindset, productivity, marketing, branding, entrepreneurship, business strategy, and more. Hosted by Productivity Authority, business strategist, former elite athlete, author, and public speaker, Adam Strong. Hey guys, I'm super excited about being here. My name is Adam Strong. I am the founder of the Game Changers Experience. Uh, firstly, I just want to say my I'm so excited about being here, by the way. This is uh, our first episode of the Game Changers Experience. Um, and today, I just kind of want to give you a little bit of insights about what we're, what our plans are for the Game Changers Experience and the show and who we're going to be bringing on, what are some of the lessons that you're going to learn and, and, and things like that. So super excited about that. So I just want to say thank you so much for listening in today. Um, hopefully by the end of today, uh, you'll go on and listen to the next episode of the next episode. Um, and, uh, and you know, by, by, if you love what we do and you're a fan of, and you're a fan about what we do and, and who we share and, and the content, that we, please leave a five-star review at the end of this on whichever channel you're on, whether it be on the Spotify, iTunes, uh, Stitch or whatever it might be, but I'd be super grateful if you could. That would be amazing. So, um, you know, it's interesting because I've always wanted to start up a podcast, if you like. All right, and I don't know what it would where it, I don't know where it had come from. Right, I, you know, I, I even though I've got sort of a sort of I've written sort of a number of books, right, and um, you know, and and everyone kind of said to me, you know, Adam, if you want to be an authority or you want to have credibility, you know, you've got to be an author. So you know, I, I've done that. I've written the books and that kind of stuff. I re what I really enjoy doing is I really enjoy doing this kind of thing, right? I really enjoy uh, doing video. I really enjoy doing audio. Um, I'm really kind of um, adding value in that way, shape or form. So, um, so to that, it's interesting because when I think about podcasts, right? Um, now this came off the back of a, a really good idea that I had not so long ago we, we completed a, a massive summit called the Game Changers Summit. And essentially, um, depending on when you're listening to this podcast, of course, is, you know, this came back uh, in a time where everyone was going through challenging times. And that was because of the whole kind of COVID-19 thing. And what it was is I was started having conversations with clients that had thriving businesses. And most of those um, businesses were six-figure businesses. And just kind of like, Overnight, it just literally just fell apart for most people. Um, it, they went from thrive to survive, and I just and I just kind of listened very attentively to the and you know I was obviously adding value and trying to help these people, but you know I just thought to myself, you know, that there must be more people out there that need my help. And then we created, uh, and then I reached out to some people in my network. And, um, you know, created the vision, which is all around serving people, helping people, very similar to the values that we have within, you know, the, the Game Changers experience. Um, and so I reached out to people like Jack Canfield. I reached out to people like Sharon Lecter, reached out to people like Chester Elton, um, Dr. John D. Martini, just to mention a few. And we had 30 of the 
world's leading industry authorities, um, you know, specializing in things like mindset, entrepreneurship, uh, branding, marketing, social media, um, you know, pretty much you name it, you, you know, they were the, basically the tools that you need in order to grow and sustain a business, right? Um, an entrepreneurial business. And, and, and it was really successful. Like I was, I wasn't, it was, <laughs> it was interesting because it was a complete experiment. Right. And, um, and for me, uh, I'll tell you about a little bit about, um, it in a second, but for me, I just did it right. I didn't think about it. I just did it. I knew that I had to help people. And the way that I could do that is just by when I spoke to a lot of our speakers and a lot of our influencers, they loved the vision I wanted to create for people. And so because of the results and the success and the messages and transformations off the back of the summit, uh, we ended up creating the Game Changers experience because this is something that I really enjoy doing. Really love helping and adding value to people. Uh, and, um, uh, and, and also, you know, really kind of, for me, what's important as well is collaboration, collaborating with like-minded individuals, um, expert authorities, uh, and that kind of stuff. So it's kind of cool. So one thing that I've learned in all of this process, because it, it, to me, this is kind of a process, right? Is that there's no such thing as perfectionism. And, um, you know, it's interesting because one of the things that when I speak to entrepreneurs and business owners alike, okay, one of the things that holds them back is perfectionism. So you're always looking for an excuse such as, oh, it's not the right time. And it's not, you know, it's not the right uh, industry. It's not, um, it's not this, it's not that, um, you know, I need to create it before I do it. I need to put all the pieces of the puzzle in one place. I need to do this. I need to do that. Right. And the thing is, is that there's no such thing as perfectionism. Okay. Throw it to one side, throw it out of the box because there's no such thing as because the thing is, if you want something so perfect, and, I, and I'll give you a really perfect example here, right? Um, I think it was my second book. I think it was my second book, Fit Body, Fit Business. And I, I started writing the book, right? Create the, put together a mind map, because um, basically it was an update of my first book. This was the updated version. And um, I think there was about, I was around 10% towards the end. And for some particular reason, I wanted to, not, it wasn't that procrastination kicked in, but uh, I just couldn't get it finished because I was trying to think of new ideas and I wanted to perfect it and I want to sharpen it and I want to make it. But there's no such thing as perfection. And the thing is, is that I've known many business owners and entrepreneurs, authors, coaches, all of that kind of stuff and speakers, is that they want the conditions to be perfect. They want everything to be perfect. There's no such thing as perfect. You've just got to, if you're 80% happy with, with what it, roll with it, okay? And then make changes as you go along. Otherwise, you could be, I've known many, uh, and you know, depending on who's listening to this, if you are an author, for example, or you know, or you have sank, or you have a project that you want to launch, right? And that perfectionism thing is holding you back right now. Do me a favor, just, just take action, right? Just take action, okay? Because the thing is, is that you could go on for months, if not years. I've known authors, speakers, and people that are working on projects that go on for many, many years, okay? And they never complete it. They never get things done because they want things to be perfect. Um, there's no such thing as perfectionism. So guys, do whatever, whatever you do, do it today. All right. So I hope that kind of gives you that enthusiasm um, as such. But anyway, um, 
So what is the Game Changers experience all about? Well, uh, let me just share you a little bit of a story about me and how, how I kind of got the idea of the Game Changers experience. So um, what I was going to say, um, oh, we'll start right from the beginning, actually. From the age of 11, um, I got into elite athletics, um, long distance running more specifically. And my, dis- my favorite disciplines were actually between 10 kilometers and a half marathon. So, um, so that was kind of like my uh, creme de la creme. I really enjoyed doing the long distance running and that kind of stuff and the cross country running. I love all of that. Um, and it's interesting because <laughs> when I first started off running, okay, I mean, well, I remember when I first got to the athletics track and, and so I used to live in a place called in West London and, um, and, and I, and I used to be, I used to belong to a, a, an athletics club, which doesn't exist anymore because they merged, uh, called Hounslow uh, and Hounslow, uh, essentially they have a, an athletics track and I remember turning up at the athletics track, but on my own, by the way, I didn't go with my parents or, or my mom or whatever it is. And, um, I, I kind of made the, made the jump as such and kind of went to the, the lady went to the, uh, what do they call it? The, uh, the, uh, the clubhouse. And I introduced myself and I say, hey, I'm, I'm here because I want to get into long distance running or whatever it is. And I remember the lady, she was like, oh, that's that's cool. Where's your parents? And I'm like, well, I'm here on my own. And I was at 11, right? And um, <laughs> and, uh, and, and she was like, so why do you want to get into running and, and things like that? And I was, you know, at that age, I mean, I, I was going through some huge uh, changes, right? Um I was bullied a lot, actually, because I lost my hair through alopecia at the age of nine uh, because of a bad childhood and stuff like that, which is a form of stress and worry, which is a common form of stress and worry. And by the way, if you're seeing my uh, video as well of this, uh, you'll also see that I'm still bald, by the way. I haven't grown any hair since, uh, since the age of 11, which is a long time, but it doesn't bother me anymore. Uh, but at the age of 11, you know, I mean, I used to get bullied so much. And so I got into athletics purely because um, um, I think it was my dad who kind of encouraged me to do so. Uh, but but what did it what did it do? Is it helped me? Um, it helped me build my confidence more than anything else, and uh, you know, it helped me get help me build my confidence. More importantly, um, it helped me to kind of get into the zone. And so I learned a lot of skills at a very very early age of, of elite athletics. I mean, when I started, right? I mean. I was an asthma sufferer. I was an asthma sufferer and I could barely run uh, 200 meters without having an asthma attack. Okay. So, <laughs> so when people say to me, Hey, so I can't even run for a bus, right. Or I have suffered from asthma. I proved it, right. I had, I, I was an asthma sufferer. And so it was interesting because, um, when I started off, I, I mean, I was really bad and, you know, and, obviously your confidence is still, I mean, I was really low in confidence anyway, so it didn't really bother me, but I was introduced to my first, um, athletics coach and his name was Alex McGee. Um, Alex was Scottish and, uh, back in the day of when he, uh, started his running career, obviously he had a lot of success. He surrounded himself with a lot of champions and stuff like that. But what I loved about Alex is that he turned normal people like me into champions, essentially. That's what I loved about him. And, we had this kind of expectation and, you know, he had a sort of a largest group of, um, of kids. And so it was interesting because I was kind of slightly older and he was managing sort of kids between, I don't know, 
anything between sort of eight eight and four, 14 years old. And so I was kind of in the middle. But I, I, I wasn't the type of uh, child, um, the type of boy that was kind of jumping in, having conversations with people. I was, I was interested in learning. I was interested in finding out how I could uh, essentially be a better person. And this is where I actually met my um uh my 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 running partner as such who is the current world and olympic world champion samo farah and the thing with my myself and mo is that mo was smart from somalia originally uh didn't speak particularly great english and i was and he was in low in confidence and so was i so we kind of shared some different some similarities in our story uh but what was interesting about me and mo is that we had you know i remember I, I so remember this because we used to we used to train on Tuesday and Thursday, right? Tuesday and Thursday evenings, and then on Saturdays and Sundays we would compete. I didn't I didn't start competing for at least a year anyway until I started up because I just didn't have the uh, I didn't really want to jump into it too quickly, uh, but I knew competition was important. And then uh, you know on the Tuesday and Thursday, especially in the winter time, it would you know get sort of below minus temperatures. And uh, all the other kids were at home, obviously playing their video games. And I love video games anyway, but um, I was out kind of for, for at least two hours on a Tuesday and Thursday evening in the cold weather in the winter, just running around a, a muddy field, right? And it was literally, there was a running track, which was floodlit, yeah? And we was on the back of the field, of the muddy field of, the, of where the running track was, hardly any lights. And uh, it was pr- pretty much pitch black, actually. Um, but literally, we would just get into our zone. Me and Mo would just get into our zone. And we would, uh, and uh, our, our coach would be like, okay, Adam and Mo, you need to go away. And this is what I need you to complete. And he would say, like, I want you to do 10 laps of 400 meters, 600 meters, whatever it might be, okay, uh, with uh, X amount of recovery. So it'd give us specific instructions. And we would just do it. We wouldn't argue. We would just go and do it, right? Uh, and it was through repetition, 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 repetition. And, and through that repetition, I started getting little, little steps of success. I started to get a little bit better. And I guess my big motivation for me um, was always trying to beat my time. That was my real big thing. I was really um, into, I remember when I first started up 10K running, 10 kilometer running, I remember my first run, which was around 58 minutes or thereabouts. And then I was so determined to, to, to try to hit 50 minutes and it took me ages to hit 50 minutes. And then it took even longer to get to the 40 minutes. And then it took even longer to get 35 minutes. You know, it's kind of crazy. So, um, it was just kind of through repetition and through consistency and, and through perseverance, um, you know, of all the kind of negative voices that went around in my head thinking to myself, Hey, so, uh, you can't do this. You can't do this. And I know that I, you know, I, and of course I had those things going on in your head. And when you're, when you're going through those changes as well, you know, with pressures at school and that kind of stuff, uh, there's so many negative things and there's so many, so much around you, but when you're in the zone, right, uh, you're in the zone, you block out those distractions. One thing that I learned really, really quickly was blocking out distractions and just getting focused, you know, be- becoming laser focused. And it was through that, has helped me to take those skills from elite sport and bring it into entrepreneurship. So that's kind of cool. Um, so that's kind of, I suppose, my first thing into how uh, elite athletics, and that's how also 
I suppose the name of the Game Changers experience came about as well because for me, uh, you know, taking what is a Game Changer, I suppose, in a way, uh, a Game Changer is someone who um, shows up at the right time, right? They're an industry authority. They're an expert. They're an influencer. Uh, they're someone that is prepared to do what no one else is prepared to do kind of thing, you know, it, which means making short-term sacrifices for long-term benefit, which means, um, well, what else does it mean, actually? I mean, it, it means accountability. It means persistence. Uh, it means, I mean, it means so many different things to so many different different people, right? Um, for me, I'm an action taker. I am a, I, I, I move at, a, at the speed of a, a Japanese speed bullet train, if I'm honest with you, but I am an action taker. And, uh, and, and it's through those skills and attributes that I learned from a young age um, into entrepreneurship. Uh, and that's how it's got to me to this. I wouldn't say that I'm super successful, but I'd say that I'm on the, on the road to moving on that way. So, but, you know, success is very subjective anyway, and it means different things to different people. So entwining sport, elite sport into entrepreneurship. And that's what we're going to be talking about in the Game Changers experience. Um, it's interesting because I know that um, some one of the common questions that I often get asked actually is how did how did I get into entrepreneurship right how you know and it's <laughs> it's interesting because I was having a, a really a really interesting conversation with a, a an Olympic athlete a gymnast actually about yesterday. And in fact, I'm going to come back to that because that was such a great conversation. I'll share with you in a second. But how did I get into entrepreneurship? Well, um, when I grew up, I basically, um, me, it was me, my mom, and my brother. Uh, so we lived off the state. We didn't particularly have a huge amount of money. So um, everything was paid for, essentially. Um, and, uh, you know, it, it, was a it was tough because a lot of people around us, you know, a lot of the kids around us, they had, they were, they asked their parents, they would get it type of thing. But for us, you know, when it came to Christmas time, we would end up sharing Christmas presents, uh, things like, cause there wasn't enough money to go around essentially, which wasn't a, you know, a bad thing or whatever it is, but it, you know, I was a bit still a big video games. Uh, I remember opening my first video games machine, which was, uh, the, uh, Sega master system with Alex, the kid in miracle world. I love that. Um, anyway, so how did it get into entrepreneurship? So where we lived in West London, there, wasn't, uh, there was actually a, a golf club not so far away um, called Donkey Woods. Um, <laughs> and it's, a, it's just a very strange name. I don't know where it's come from. But it, it was a golf club and there was a nature reserve. And essentially what I did is I, I kind of wanted to really help. I really wanted to help my mom, but I wanted to also earn some, a little bit of money because I knew that if I had a little bit of money, then I'd be able to, you know, purchase some different things or things that I wanted, you know, cause we never had pocket money and we never had that kind of thing and support systems and whatever it is. And so what I did is I came up with the idea of essentially, uh, I would go over to the local nature reserve, which was around 20 minute walk, take my bucket and my fishing net, by the way. And I used to go foraging and finding all of the golf balls that got lost, um, from the golfers when they were playing. Right. And so I would, you know, sort of jump into, I would take my shoes and socks off, go in bare feet, jump into deep streams, dig out uh, golf balls and things like that, forage 
um, with sticks uh, through the bushes to look for golf balls as well and, and stuff like that, really. And, you know, some of the golf balls were, you know, they, they were of different conditions. So you had like really good ones, you had really poor ones and different, um, I was going to say different, uh, different types. You had like the Dunlop, you had the Nike, Slazenger. So those types of big names, they were, they, they, they were a lot more expensive, right? I mean, some golf balls, you, you would pay like up to 10 pounds for a golf ball, which is around, I don't know, $13, 13 US dollars, which is a lot of money for, for a golf ball back in the day. And, um, and so I carry my bucket, right? I carry my bucket and my fishing net around. And some of the golfers would come up to me and they'd say, hey, so, uh, you know, I'd like to see what you've got in your bucket. And they'd obviously see all different types of colors of golf balls in different conditions. And, and, they'd, say, and they'd say, well, I'm a little bit low on, on supplies. You know, would you, are you interested in selling your golf balls? I'm like, sure, no worries. And then we'd have this kind of sales negotiation, right? So one guy would say, well, I give you three pounds for this when I knew that this ball would, would cost 10 pounds. And I'd be like, well, not really. I mean, I'm looking for kind of more four and it'd be like, okay, 350 type of thing. And so we would do a deal on 350 and he'd give me cash. And so at the weekends, I'd, I'd, I'd go out. And then when I came back, I'd have my buck, I'd maybe made sort of 20, 30 quid just by selling golf balls. And this is where I started entrepreneurship and, uh, and, um, entrepreneurship and just, just by doing things like that, which is kind of cool. Um, you know, that's where I kind of started with entrepreneur and whatever money that I made, I gave a small amount of it to my mom, um, you know, to help with bread, milk, whatever it might be. And then keep my, put some, some in savings and, and keep the rest of myself. So that's kind of where I started off with really. Um, and you know, it's interesting. So I had a great conversation with, uh, an American gymnast yesterday, by the way, and, uh, he's going to be on the game changers experience. And, um, his name is Jonathan Horton. So you'll have to look out for his episode. And, you know, it's interesting. So he said to me yesterday, right? He said, hey, Adam, so he's had to, so he's now retired, okay? So he's retired um, in his career and he's been in sort of numerous uh, Olympic games, uh, best of the best of the elite uh, American gymnast. And he said to me, he said, so, you know, with, especially with challenging times going on right now, I need to go find a job. And he, and he said to me, he said, I want to test the theory of, you know, you've got to do whatever it takes. But he said to me, he said, it doesn't matter what job you do. Okay. Because he's got like a, what I call a side hustle when he's a speaker, there's so a motivational speaker. And because of the whole kind of challenging times right now, he can't do any um, speaking, only virtual speaking. Uh, so not sort of any, any face-to-face one. And uh, he's got a various other couple of businesses, but again, so he's thinking to himself, you know what? I need to go find a job just to, you know, to get things what support my family type of thing. And it's like, Hey, so wouldn't it be really cool even if you had a job at McDonald's and, you know, to, to use the uh, skills that we've learned, go to McDonald's and uh, build up your career and essentially get a really successful career. And I said to him, I said, interestingly enough, Jonathan, uh, but um, I've done that. <laughs> and he was like, no way. He goes, yeah, I test that theory, right? So it doesn't matter where you are, where you're at. So I, at the age of 16, I started at McDonald's you know, and, and worked up, worked up right from the age of 16 through to 24, but in five years, I was running a restaurant, which was turning over around seven, 8 million pounds, selling 99 pence burgers. Right. Uh, we were seven, we were, I was responsible for around 70, 80 staff 
uh, you know, and that was a really, that was like an accelerated and he was like, no way. So that's kind of cool. But anyway, sorry, uh, we're going off on a bit of a tangent, but I wanted to kind of share that. Uh, it's interesting because you can learn so many amazing skills from, um, from McDonald's and, uh, the great systems they have in place and the leadership programs. And don't worry about the food because I know that people have their own, um, you know, they have their own opinions about food, but the actual systems behind it is, a, is an actual dream. Uh, we, we're actually talking about that through the um, through the Game Changer Summit that we just did with Marianne Page, and she'd been working for McDonald's for 27 years, which is kind of cool. Uh, but it's all good. So anyway, what have we got coming up on the Game Changers experience? So, um, well, the first couple of guests, um, we have a mixture. So the first guest we've got coming coming up is a guy called Bob Berg. Bob is an amazing guy. Uh, Bob is uh, a, an influencer. Uh, he has um, uh, yes, he has four books, and his main book was The Go Giver, which is uh, a I believe a Wall Street Journal, a Wall Street best-selling book. Okay, uh, and Business Week book. Uh, it's fantastic, by the way. It's all around it, coming from a place of service, and um, and and what I love about Bob is just kind of you know, we share the same values, uh, which is really, really good. And honestly, his interview, we cover so much great golden nuggets in his in interviews from things like how to build up the relate, how to build up relationships, why relationships are so important. Um, he talks about, uh, how is it that you give value? Um, what does value mean to people without it costing too much, things like that. So that it was honestly a fantastic interview with Bob. Um, so feel free to connect with him and our next episode we got lined up is a guy called who's also a Paralympian uh, Paralympian gold medalist as well uh, his name is called Neil French uh, Franchi uh, and Neil is a, um, a cyclist he actually started off as a sprinter in the Beijing um, Olympic Games and in 2012 London Olympics he um, actually competed as a cyclist uh, where he won um, numerous gold medals uh, in the Paralympics, which is fantastic. And honestly, seriously, we're going to be covering so much around, um, what is it? What we're going to, I'm going to be asking him some really interesting questions in the interview. So we're going to be covering things like, what does it mean? What is the difference between, between winning silver and gold? So that's going to be a really interesting question that I, uh, you're going to learn some great insights. We're going to talk about limiting beliefs. We're going to be talking a lot about, um, some of the skills that he sees um, from a sporting perspective and what can entrepreneurs and business owners do uh, better um, from a productivity perspective and that kind of stuff. What, what can you learn from elite sport and bring it into your own business and entrepreneurship? So honestly, it is, it's going to blow you away. Seriously, I've got some amazing guests lined up and um, I'm so excited for you. Seriously, I'm so excited for you right now because you're going to, it's just, it's just going to be, it's just going to be great. And um, I'm really looking forward to it. So um, I hope that you've enjoyed uh, today's episode, by the way, it gives you, I hope it gives you a little bit of a, an insight as um, about me. Uh, I hope it gives you a little bit of insight about what the show's about. I hope it gives you a little bit of an insight about some of the guests that are coming up. And um, listen, if you are, um, it depends, it, it doesn't matter where you're at in your entrepreneurial journey or your business journey right now. This, this show is for everybody. Okay. It doesn't matter if you're an investor. It doesn't matter if you're a business owner. It doesn't matter if you're an entrepreneur. Uh, it doesn't matter if you're in multi-level marketing. Um, 
it doesn't matter if you're in cryptocurrencies. Uh, it doesn't matter if you're a startup company. You know, I think that you're going to learn a lot of lessons from a lot of our uh, speakers, including myself and that kind of stuff. So I'm so excited for you guys. Um, so listen, if you enjoyed this episode, again, feel free to do me a favor and put a five-star review, depending on which you're, how you're listening to it on iTunes, Spotify, Stitcher, whatever it might be. I'd really appreciate that. And also, uh, my big vision, by the way, my big vision is to help at least over 100,000 entrepreneurs in getting this amazing content out to people. So if you could share it to some of your friends or some of your contacts that you feel that might benefit from it, then I would be really appreciated and uh, really, really appreciate that. So guys, hope you've enjoyed today's episode um, and uh, hope that you enjoy the next episode. Please straight off this, click onto the next episode because I think you're going to absolutely love it uh, with Bob Berg and we'll see you soon back on the Game Changers Experience. Take care. Bye-bye. Hey, you guys, I just want to say thank you so much for listening in to this episode of the Game Changers Experience. I hope that you got some amazing value, some great insights and golden nuggets that you can implement into your business straight away. I would really, really appreciate it if you could leave a five-star review on the button below. Have a fantastic day and we'll see you on the next episode. Take care.